pick up our Bibles as is our custom around here and wave them around, make Jesus glad, the devil mad. Let's say this together. So Heavenly Father, I thank God for Wednesday night live stream. This word is coming forth just for me and it's at the right time. I have a willing heart. I have an open mind and I believe I receive revelation that will build my faith, strengthen my spirit, and lead me to victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's uh, look at Luke chapter 5 tonight. We'll start reading with verse 4. And this is when Jesus is preaching on the lake uh, Genesaret, a big crowd on the shore, and he, he gets into Peter's boat, and they launch out a little ways, and he sits down and preaches. In verse 4, now when he, Jesus, had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draft. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I, I will let down the net. Nevertheless, at thy word, at thy word, I will. Keep that, that statement. At thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come over and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, O, uh, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the draft of the fishes which they had taken. And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. <laughs> and so tonight, I want us to focus on that uh, statement in verse 5, At thy word I will. At thy word, I will. Let's say that out loud. At thy word, I will. <laughs> and uh, the message is entitled, Acting on the Word. Acting on the Word. A simple definition of faith, acting on the Word. Uh, you know, acting like the Bible is true is another good definition. Uh, James uh, 2.20 says, Faith without corresponding action is dead, being alone. Faith demands action that is commensurate with what you believe in your heart. See, is, faith is, is, is an action situation. There's, there's no, uh, you can't just mentally agree with it in your head. You've got to, you have to have an act of faith. And of course, we know speaking is the initial act, act of faith, but there's always more. And uh, I, I just look at, at Peter. He said, at thy word, I will. I mean, you know, you got to think about Peter. Peter is a fisherman. That's what he does for a living. <laughs> Jesus is not a fisherman. He never has been a fisherman. I mean, he was a carpenter, I think, for a while. But he's a preacher. And so Peter had to forget, number one, the failure of the night before. Number two, wrong time of day. Nobody catches fish on on the Sea of Galilee in the middle of the day, it's, it's, it's time for fishing has passed and they didn't catch a single one. So he had to, he had to forget the failure of the night before. He had, to, he had to quit reasoning about the time, wrong time of day. And he simply acted on Jesus' word. 
And what happened? They got a net breaking, partner straining, boat sinking, <laughs> mind blowing catch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we need to look at this just a little closer because notice Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets, plural, let down your nets for a draft. And so Simon really didn't do exactly what Jesus said. He said, well, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. <laughs> it wonder, makes you wonder what would have happened if they'd have just went ahead and put all the nets in the water. And uh, would love to have seen that. You know, <clears throat> uh, talking about acting on the word and how simple that is and so profound. I think about uh, Brother Hagin has a testimony back when he was traveling in the field ministry. You know, he'd pastored for 12 years. Now he's on the field and he's traveling, leaves his family behind, and uh, he has to go on the road alone most of the time. Summertime, I think the family traveled with him there at first, but uh, he was in a place and uh, he had this trailer that he drug behind his car and a man came up to him at, at the meetings. He was a member of the church. He said, I notice you don't have an air conditioner for your trailer. He said, I'll sell you an air conditioner for X number of dollars. I forget what it was. And I'll put it in for free. And Brother Hagen had been researching that. He had looked at home for something because it's hot in that trailer. This is the 50s, you know. It's, <laughs> that trailer was not a modern trailer. It's one of these old things, you know, like a tin can. And, uh, and so... He said, yeah, I, I think so. Let me, let me call my banker. So he called his banker. He says, I'm going to buy an air conditioner. And this is the man told me he'd sell it to me for the X dollars. It's this big, this ton and a half, whatever it was. And he's going to install it for free. And, the, and, and he said, I, I want you to put the money in my account because I don't want to write a check without that money being in the account. And then I will come back next week. I'll be back in town on Monday. I'll sign the paperwork on it. And the banker said, sure, go right ahead, buy your air conditioner. I'll put the money in right now. And so, uh, well, what did, what did Brother Hagen do? Well, he trusted on the word of the banker. What did the banker do? He trusted on the word of Brother Hagen. And, uh, you know, the guy that uh, sold him the air conditioner trusted in both of them. <laughs> you know, just everybody trusted in everybody's word, and they all benefited thereof. <laughs> they all enjoyed the benefits. Another time, Brother Hagen was in uh, doing a lot of work in Colorado and the Rocky Mountain area, real, real high uh, altitude and uh, steep grades to drag his trailer. And he had this car, his older car. And the town he was preaching in, they had a dealership that had the brand new 1955 Chevrolet Cameo uh, pickup truck. They had just come out with this brand new revolutionary looking truck. It was the first modern pickup. All the other, from 54 all the way back, they're old-looking trucks. They had big fenders and running boards. They're just real old-style, ugly things. And this 55 was really swoopy and really pretty. And it had a V8. More important than that, it had a V8. It had more power. And, uh, and so he went by the dealership, and the dealer uh, quoted him a price, and they agreed so right there in the dealership, he calls this banker, says, you know, I'm going to buy me a 55 Chevrolet V8 pickup, drag my camper in these Rocky Mountains. The car is not going to work anymore. And he said, uh, he said, well, how much is it, is it going to be? And he quoted in the price. He said, boy, that's, a, that's cheap. 
And he said, yeah, hold on just a second. So he put the dealer on the phone with the banker and said, yeah, uh, when I was figuring the deal, I figured it wrong and I quoted it. I wrote the paper up and paperwork up and I'm not going to change it. Uh, I've got more than that in it. I'm going to lose money on this deal, but I, I want to be a man of my word. And he said, well, all right. He said, you go ahead and give Brother Hagen his tease to his car and give him that, give him that pickup. And I'll mail the check to you. You'll get the check in the mail in a couple of days. <laughs> and so everybody acted on each other's word. I mean, Brother Hagen drove away. And of course, Brother Hagen told the banker, I'll come in next week when I get back in town and sign the paperwork. See, everyone in that whole story had tr trust in each other's word. They all acted on the word of each other and they enjoyed the benefits thereof. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm talking about acting on the word. And uh, in 1996, the church was a year and a half old, and I went out looking at some property, five acres. I had five-acre faith. I was looking at five acres to possibly build a building on out in this area. And, uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden I heard the word regional center. God spoke to me that he was building a regional center, and I got to thinking about that. And I got to thinking about how that maybe five acres wouldn't be enough. And I started, I started uh, thinking about 20 acres. And so I went to the, the landowner that I was going to buy the property from. And I said, hey, have you got 10 acres with maybe another 10 acres next to it where we could buy a total of 20, maybe 10 acres at a time, and then an option on 10 acres? And he said, I, have I shown you my 63.7 acre track? I said, 63.7 acres? And so I looked at it and I prayed about it for a month and I had a witness. So I went from five acres to 20 acres to 63.7 acre faith. He said, and so after a month, I just knew it was right. So I went to him. I said, yeah, but I can't buy it now. I said, what will it take to get an option? I'll pay you money for an option to tie that property up. He said, just shake my hand. And so I shook his hand and he agreed that I had first right of refusal to buy that property at the price he quoted me, which was really, an, really a good price at that time. It was really, really a good price. Knowing wh what I know about construction and land and land prices, especially out in this area, it was an excellent price. And so uh, it came time after a while that we amassed some money and it was time for us to buy that property. We we're going to put some money down on it. And he had offered to carry the note at uh, two above prime. And, uh, and so I went back to him. He says, oh, I meant to call you this week, but we've got two contracts on that property for cash. And, uh, here, and he showed me both the contracts. And they were for the amount of money that he had quoted me that he would sell it to me for. Now, he hadn't signed either one of these contracts, but they, they were dated. And so they, you know, they, he had... He was waiting to call me to let me know so that I would either say yes or no. But here I was, and I had to say yes or I had to say no. And I said, well, can I just sleep on this? I mean, I, this, you, you know, now it's not 63.7, it's 92.7 acres. <laughs> and I had to sleep on it. You know what? In spite of all that, I had the witness. We made the deal. We bought 92.7 acres from him at a wonderful price, and he financed it and then 
a few years later, it turned into being able to do a swap and we have our 85 acres. We've got 85 acres paid for, given to us, plus a $650,000 loan forgiveness, a double miracle. All because we acted on the word that we're a regional center. We just kept on going with God until he, until he built my faith up enough to, to, to take the step of faith that we had. We had to take action. That's the whole point. You've got to take action when God speaks to you. And so, uh, and when I say speaks to you, he's spoken to you right here. And he, uh, he speaks to you through the word. He speaks through you, to you through the spirit, whether it's words or whether it's the witness. You know, I really, I had the word about regional center. He spoke those words, but everything else that I went on in that process, I just described for the land miracle, every bit of that was the witness of the spirit following the witness. So, <clears throat> you know, you just, um, You've got several things that you just need to do if you want to act on the Word. The first thing that you've got to do is you've got to settle on the integrity of God's Word. You know, it's just, I know that's simple. Oh, sure, God. Yeah, I know you say that with your mind, but at some point you're going to have to act like what He said was true. You have to settle it in every part of your being on the integrity of God's Word. I mean, you know what? If mama's word is good, wouldn't God's word be good? If mama says, you know, dinner's ready, do you wonder about it? I wonder if dinner's really ready. I wonder if it's a trick. I wonder if this is a test. <laughs> you know, no, you just know it's ready. You go in there ready to eat. Is the bank, the, this story, the banker's word was good. The, the, the car dealer's word was good. Brother Hagin's word was, everybody's word was good. You know what? God's word is, is good. God spoke it. In fact, Numbers 23, 19, uh, you know, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, and shall he not do it? Hath he spoken it, and shall he not make it good? And that's Old Testament. We, we've got a better covenant than they did. So God's word is inviolate. I mean, you know, you, when you get a word from God, you can settle on the integrity of it. And John, Jeremiah 1.12 uh, says, I hasten my word to perform it. The word hasten means watches over. I, God said to Jeremiah, I'll watch over my word to perform it. See, all we've got to do is do the believing and the acting like it's true, and God does the performing. So settle on the integrity of God's Word. And then the second thing is don't try to figure it out. Because <laughs> sometimes, you know, just like me, I mean, when he said we're a regional center, well, I had to stop and pray. I had to stop and what are you saying exactly? I didn't argue with God. I took him at his word and I began to seek him. I began to pray it out until I had an understanding. And then step by step by step, you know, here... Uh, with Peter, Peter could have doubted Jesus. He said, Look, Jesus, you're the preacher. I'm the fisherman. I know better about fish. There's no fish here. And yeah, we can go over here about 50 yards and drop the nets in a deeper water, but this is not where the fish are. The fish are way out there in the body of the lake. I, they don't come up in here. This is where we're docking and they're changing, cleaning the nets and everything. No, he did not. He did not try to figure it out. James 1.22 says, you know, be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving your own selves. So the more that we try to figure it out, we're going to get confused and we're going to de get deceived because once you know what God is saying, it's up to you to, to do it. it. You need to drop all controversy and just do it. 
Nevertheless, at thy word, I will. You know, we just need to adopt that phrase. At thy word, I will. At thy word, I will. At thy word, Lord, I will. <laughs> and, uh, and so, just, the, number three, just obey the word that you have. I mean, the more you reason, the more confused you get, the more deceived you get, the more you delay, you know, the more confused you become. Just act on the word. At thy word, I will. <laughs> and, and then enjoy the benefits thereof. Amen. Praise God. I hope this encourages your faith tonight. And uh, let's just lift our hands, Father. Let's all say this together. At thy word, I will. <laughs> no hesitation. Glory to God. I tell you, God's word is inviolate. God's word is true forever. And uh, his word is, is good. By his stripes, you were healed. Praise God. You're not trying to get something. You've already got it. Hallelujah.